You're listening to The Residential Movement, where the focus is on making in-home dental care normal instead of novel or niche. I'm your host, Dr. Ashley Robinson, a house call dentist with a lot of passion for reaching patients who are best served in their home or residence. I'm here to encourage, equip, and empower dentists like you to begin offering in-home dental services for patients who cannot get to the office, while also enjoying a more balanced work life. We discuss everything from dentistry, business, ethics, mindset, and more. Listen in to learn how you can become a part of the residential movement. This past week, I was inducted as a fellow into the American College of Dentists. I was shocked when I first found out that I'd be receiving this honor. I remember back to dental school when some of my faculty had their name, DDS, followed by FACD, embroidered onto their jackets. These faculty were people that I held in very high regard because the American College of Dentists exists to advance excellence, ethics, professionalism, and leadership in dentistry. To me, the most important of those is ethics. Fellowship was a career milestone that I hoped to achieve one day, but I never thought that day would come so soon. I've been practicing for just over four years now. Most inductees have been dentists for over a decade, many multiple decades. Beyond an obvious age difference, I was astonished by the accomplishments of the other dentists in the room. One of the fellow inductees was a gentleman who lectures in three languages and whose academic publications have been cited more than 2,000 times in just the past five years. Another was a woman who's Canada's chief dental advisor or something like that. The fact that I was inducted amongst these amazing colleagues was a huge honor to me. My sponsor, the doc who nominated me, He was there and I was joking to him that now the pressure is on and I have some pretty big shoes to fill throughout my career. He laughed. He told me to relax and just stay the course with everything I'm working on now. My practice, this podcast, it's all to reach patients who lack access. Anyway, he knows I'm very committed to access and ethics. He just advised me to stay the course. No matter where you are on your house call journey, I want to advise you to do the same. Stay the course. Whether you're just learning about house calls or you're enrolled in Dental House Call Practice Academy or you're already shopping for equipment or you just saw your first patient, wherever you are, I'm really proud of you. Thank you very much for pursuing dental house calls. Thank you from me and thank you for all of your patients or future patients and their caregivers. This is a field that's pretty uncharted. It's not easy to begin and it isn't easy to continue doing once you've begun. There are many challenges and definitely simpler ways to practice. If you need help setting up your schedule, get my free guide called A Day in the Life of a House Call Dentist at residentialmovement.com slash a day in the life. So the emphasis on ethics this past week inspired me to share some of the advice with you that I've shared with my students. Right now, the very first cohort of students are moving through Dental House Call Practice Academy. They recently finished one of the very first lessons about identifying your ideal patient for your house call practice. We spend a lot of time on this podcast talking about who it is that you're looking to serve in your house call practice too. We do so because it's important. Everything we do in our practices should be for our ideal patient. Well, here's the advice I shared with my students, and I wanted to be sure to share it with all of you here. It's strictly my opinion, my two cents. Remember, I am not your boss. I want you to become your own boss. But I feel compelled to point out some ethical considerations as you determine your ideal patient for your house call practice because I really care about all patients getting the best care. In my opinion, dental house calls are like dentures. Dentures are a replacement for no teeth. They're not a replacement for teeth. Someone with the best denture in the world would still be better off with a healthy dentition, right? Or even a heavily restored dentition. Dental house call practices are a replacement for the lack of ability to go to the dental office. 
They're not a substitute for going to the dental office for those who are able. I really believe that if someone can reasonably go to a dental office, they should. From a public health perspective, it's more efficient if traditional practice settings treat as many patients as possible. Beyond that, treatment in a traditional dental office is what's best for most patients. The dental office is where the CBCTs and CEREX live. If someone is your comp patient at home for many, many years and they have OKC, you're probably not going to find it. You're not going to be able to bring a pan or CBCT up into somebody's three-story walk-up. As a house call dentist, you can offer a ton of value, but you are limited and all of your patients should know that your ability to provide care in their home is limited. It's unethical to tell patients that you can offer the same services that they can access in a traditional office setting. I know that there is a market for convenience. I have patients call my practice looking for convenience all the time. I have no doubt that you'd be able to find plenty of perfectly mobile, healthy people who would pay you oodles of money to take care of all their dental needs at home just for convenience. But just because there's a market for it doesn't mean that I think you should meet that demand. There's a demand for a lot of not-so-virtuous things in society, right? Please reserve your in-home services for patients who are best served at home. This was my plea to my students, and I want to make this plea to all of you. Let's always remember to watch out for everyone's best interest. I hope that reminder is helpful as you're determining who your ideal patient is for your dental house call practice, and I hope it comes in handy as you describe to people what it is that you do. So many dentists have never even heard of dental house calls, and one of the most common questions is, who are your patients? Adhering to this advice should hopefully clear that up for them. So what do you think? Are dental house call practices like dentures? Email me after this episode at hello at residentalmovement.com to share whether you agree or disagree with me. I'd love to know what you think. Again, no matter where you are in your house call journey, thank you for considering offering dental house calls. Whether you decide to pursue in-home dental care or not, please consider supporting those in need of it by contributing to the Home Smile Care Foundation. Visit homesmilecarefoundation.org for more information. Thank you very much for listening today. I really appreciate you. That's a wrap on this episode of The Residential Movement. If you like what you heard today, please leave a five-star review and subscribe so you don't miss an episode. If you know someone who could benefit from this information, please share this with them. All of these actions help fuel the residential movement. Visit residentialmovement.com for show notes and for access to any links referenced in this episode. Thanks again for listening, Doc. Keep up the good work.